The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. U.S. housing prices have increased nearly 24% since 2019, and more than half of the growth can be attributed to the shift to remote work during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to a new report. This is The Principal. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by the head of multimedia, Mike Savino. Mike, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So tell me more about this report. So this was a study commissioned by the National Bureau of Economic Statistics, and they had a couple of professors looking at data from December of 2019, as you said, basically a marking point for the start of the pandemic, all the way through November of last year, the the most recently available data. Um, And so they went in knowing, as you said, that the housing prices over that span went up almost 24%, I think 23.8% was the exact number. And then they tried to suss out sort of how much of an impact work from home was having. And they came to the conclusion that it was 15%. So just a little over half of that was driven by the shift to work from home. And they found that it wasn't just in places like in Silicon Valley, where tech workers can work from home or in financial districts where people can work from home. It was all over the place. Um, and, And they kind of knew that that was going to be a factor, but they, even they were surprised by just how much the work from home shift was responsible for driving up home prices and people looking for dedicated office space from home so they're not sitting at their tables. So even if you have a home, if you're working from home, you might suddenly need an extra bedroom to have an office or something. And so that's helping to fuel competitive bidding processes and other things that just continue to drive up housing prices. So it's driving up housing prices. Mortgage, the increase in, in uh, mortgage rates has been driving up uh, housing prices. There's a, a lack of inventory out there. And obviously, it seems that people are trying to find larger homes because they are splitting their time between home and then possibly a hybrid situation where they have to go to work. Um, So is this impacting certain parts of the country more than other parts? Yeah. So they found that it's impacting the entire country, but we did see Zillow earlier this week looked at, um, looked at this from a different angle. They found that, you know, if you look at a, a market, the suburban areas were seeing home prices faster than in uh, some of the urban areas within that same market. So in Chicago, for example, I think the the average increase was almost twice as much in the suburbs around Chicago as it would be in the city itself. They found you know similar trends in in New York and other major cities. So when I brought this up with one of the authors of this uh, Bureau of Economic Statistics study, I, um, he he said you know that makes sense that you know they were seeing similar trends that people were looking to find bigger homes, find space, also to find warmer climates in some situations if you had that much flexibility. The the dynamic is shifting as long as work from home stays in place that 
you're not tied to a close commute to your office. You can look for your dream home. You can look for whatever it is you're looking for. And if that's in the suburbs, if that's in a different climate, then people are going to go to those homes. And so just as Zillow found, they found similarly that in the suburbs and in warmer climates, as we've seen elsewhere, uh, those home prices are going up even faster. But even in the cities, the home prices are going up because people are looking for more space. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. They're looking for more space and and probably their offices are probably located in the city, but now this gives them flexibility. The remote work gave them flexibility to move move out of the city and move further away from their actual office. Absolutely. Um, and so has this impacted rent too? I mean, we reported earlier today that the average rent is over $1,800 a month. That is more than my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, a, a rent too, right? People are, if, if you're not buying, you're looking for a bigger space to rent. So similar, it's having a similar impact on, on rent prices as it is housing. And, and as we see just in general, I mean, some of, some of that stuff is it, it moves, it correlates with each other that if, if housing is going up and if people are going to look for rent, to rent instead as a cheaper alternative, rent prices can go up. So those things are certainly related, but to the work from home dynamic, it is having a similar impact on rent prices as it is on housing prices. Now, the National Association of Realtors said sales of existing homes posted a third straight monthly decline. So is the market cooling off or changing in any way? So the authors didn't forecast specifically, you know, home sales. They're just looking at the impact of work from home. Um, But they do think that as long as work from home is a thing, that will drive demand. Um, Obviously, there are several factors that go into home sales besides uh, just the work from home thing. But they do feel that as long as people have flexibility, that, of course, is going to be a good thing for the market. Did they have any predictions as to how long this will last, as how long employers will, will allow their employees to have some sort of hybrid situation or work from home situation? So they didn't look at that. They were specifically looking at the economic impact. But of course, they did look at some of the studies that other people have done on this. Um, Right now, it's been a huge jump. I mean, I think it was four or five percent of people were working from home before the pandemic. The numbers that they point out as of November of 2021, it was up over 40 percent. And if you look across the board, you know, we're seeing indications that that workers would certainly love this flexibility. I think Pew did a study earlier this year where 60% of people who have a job that allows them to work from home want to continue to do that. So certainly from the worker side, they're not going to stop if that opportunity is given to them. On the employer side, it's kind of a little more mixed. I mean, there's some studies. I think Ladders did a study that that Forbes reported on earlier this year that predicts 25% of jobs will still be work from home through the end of the year. And that might continue even through 2023. Um, but we're also seeing some companies are trying to bring their workers back and then sometimes infection rates go up, hospitalizations go up and they have to put the brakes on. And then as soon as things calm back down, they're trying to bring their workers back in. We've certainly seen some companies that realize the necessity of work from home, but they see it as sort of an obstacle. They want people in offices. So it's hard to say for sure what will happen. But again, these authors said that as long as people have the flexibility, that will be great for the housing market and for demand. If people have to return to the office, that will certainly be great for large employment centers like cities. 
but it's going to infect uh it's going to impact demand because people have to live closer to work again um they're not going to want to do the long commutes which is sort of the dynamic that we saw up until the pandemic well, thank you so much for your insight today. Um, there definitely is a lot of uncertainty out there about what the future holds uh, regarding work from home. So thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. We'll have the rest of today's headlines right after this message from our sponsor. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, May 20th. ARM loans might be a saving grace to borrowers who recently purchased a home, but it comes with risk. ARMs have increased in popularity as interest rates have increased, and while they're a good option for homeowners looking to stay in their homes for 5 to 10 years, they may not be for everyone. Realtor.com says the median rent price hit over $1,800 in April. The relentless rise in the cost of rent continued for the 14th consecutive month. At the same time, landlords are seeing their yields decrease 72%. Adam reported that gross returns are dropping in two-thirds of the markets where homes typically sell for less than $250,000. The downturn in single-family rental yields comes as prices that landlords must pay to buy properties are rising faster than rents. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All episodes are produced by T.G. Cotemporor and Matthew Mullins. Mike Savino is head of multimedia and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review so that others can find it. Thanks for listening.